Hello and welcome back to the podcast. And the podcast that you're listening to is I Don't Want to Watch Alone, uh, I Don't Want to Piece of Bone, Animal Collective, the podcast. I don't know. I'm really bad at starting these episodes. Have you noticed that, Michael? Um, yeah, I have. No, you're great. At it. I mean, thanks so much. Um, anyway, uh, we are back with a bang. Back into um, back into the old school where me and Michael are actually recording this on Zoom once again. Remember the days when we used to record this on Zoom, Mikey? I do remember it fondly. Fondly, exactly. It has its hitches and its hiccups, but it's um, in the same way that when uh, the film, when people used to shoot movies on film, um, you would you would um, see the imprint you know, of the reality. And the reality of this that is imprinted is the noise of your road. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's very similar to the movies. Anyway, enough, enough of this bullshit intro. Um, we're here to talk about Animal Collective again, which I'm sure you've all been eagerly anticipating. Um, and this is a very landmark episode because this is an album that came out very recently. And um, we're talking about time skiffs today. And talking about time skiffs, uh, here with me as always is my dear boy, Michael McEwen. Hello, listeners. Looking forward to talking time skiffs to you today. Incredible. Thank you for your professionalism as ever. Very important to uh, uphold that, wouldn't you say? I will continue to do so throughout the episode. And that's it. And that's it. Uh, cool. Very good. Um, so anyway, Mikey, how you doing? What's new? Good. Yeah, just got back from um, a holiday in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Very nice. Uh, is that the one where you have to have euros or is that the other part of Ireland? Don't have to have euros. British pounds. That's the other part of Ireland then, isn't it? Yep. And I learned a lot about... Um, Irish culture? Irish culture. And again, it's the yeah, I, had, I drank some Guinness. It was delicious. Does it taste better over there, like the pizzas in New York? Well, I never really had a whole pint of Guinness. Have you had a pizza in New York? No. Oh, well, then you can't really be the one to say, can you? Yeah, so I can't compare to here. But once I've had some more Guinnesses over here, then I'll be able to let you know. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting having the good stuff and then going to the bad stuff as opposed to the other way around. Yeah, maybe I just won't drink over here. Yeah. When any, if anyone ever offers you one, you go, sorry, only in Ireland. Only in Ireland for me, thanks. And, um, how, am, and how am I, you ask? I wasn't really finished talking about Oh, Michael keep going, keep going. Oh, it was so good. I went to the Titanic Museum. Uh-huh. Uh, it's built over there. Yeah, did they have any, like, animatronics of the people on the machine, on the machine, on the boat, saying anything? They had a ride. A ride? Uh, yeah, literally, where you, you go in, like, a little... Um, like a little compartment, you know, like you wouldn't ride. What would you yeah. call that? You like theme parks? Yeah, well, like a like a car, pod. like a little pod, like a little cart. Yeah, something like that. And it's very slow, but like you go, like you like it, it takes you round, like you know, up. And well, it's down. like a Pirates of the Caribbean type ride. Yeah, but it's like 
it's like floating it's not like it's not like uh it's like 3d you know you go down and then you've got okay. these things right? oh there's because it's quite a new museum did you hear that <laughs> yeah i did hear the honking they yeah. heard you talking about the titanic museum and they got excited <laughs> <laughs> anyway i really would recommend going to the titanic museum you and crash doing... in the in the thing do you crash you, do you crash the boat in the simulation no that would be a bit um that'd be a bit insensitive wouldn't it to the people that died well, I mean, they've got a museum about it. I guess yeah. actually museums aren't insensitive for existing. I retract that comment. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them. Some of them are. Yeah. Um, Jack the Ripper. There's one of those in London, I think. That's funny. Anyway, how am I, you ask? <laughs> oh, sure. How are you then? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I work in a bakery now. You know this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, baked goods and such uh bagels in no kiev. bagels no bagels no kiev um i feel like they mentioned bakeries in other animal collective songs is that probably come up? a bunch of sissies <laughs> <laughs> um jack the ripper yeah if anyone was to write in and let us know what songs they mentioned bakery or baked goods uh please do at i don't want to watch alone um dot com your website now uh hopefully well i mean i've kind of forced myself into uh making it now i've said that um what else is new with me that's pretty much it i'm an early bird now i catch the worm because i start early yeah i like it it's good Mm, yeah good um some famous clientele which i told you about i'm not going to air them on um on here but very fun meeting someone famous and having them yeah um, uh were they like a good customer or like a super very good customer very nice they've been in multiple times as well or like a super bad customer anyway Yes, it was Emma Stone. <laughs> anyway, um, so here we are, Michael, finally talking about time skiffs. We've uh, let it sit in, sink in for a while, haven't we? Yeah, it's been out for like, what, two months? Two Emma? months, something like that. It came out in February. Month and, and a half. Month and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think I'm ready to talk about it now, you know? Me too. I listened to it again earlier today very nice um yeah i'd say i'm over the big um binge binging part of it and now i yes just me too have my few songs that i listen to on rotation yep 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 um yeah i'm ready to talk about it very good amazing i've thought about how we should structure the episode as well oh yeah that's something you could have shared with me beforehand go ahead <laughs> <laughs> Well, what I thought, maybe we could just have a little recap for what they got up to in between um, since Painting With. Since Painting With. So, yes, Painting With was their last uh, studio album properly, right? Does yeah. that one count? The, the fucking C one? <laughs> well, I can't remember. Uh, well, you know, we'll mention that. So, okay, so 2016, Painting oh. With, they toured that, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they did. You went to that, did you? Yeah, I saw them twice on that tour. It's made the only time I've seen Animal Collective. Wow. What did um, they all call with? 
the last song was Floridada. <laughs> the first time I saw them. Um, that I can't really remember, you know, encores and stuff. But yeah, that probably was an encore. That was probably the last song on the encore. Mm. And then, which I don't know if, if that really worked because it's a bit high energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was fun. I remember them doing a really long Alvin Rowe that sounded nothing like Alvin Rowe. Great. That was great. Um, Yeah, that was a fun tour. Uh, I remember getting like a really terrible Guardian review, like two stars or something, which which made it even cooler. That's funny. Um, And then, then, yeah, I suppose they... It's definitely the longest break in between proper albums. But they got up to it a lot, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Did lots of their own projects. Well, we had the Painters EP, which we talked about yeah. in 2015. Meeting of the Waters, remember that? Yeah, that's got that fantastic uh, couple of tracks on that one. And, and Firstly, yeah. It's a great album. I've got it on vinyl. And I think we'll talk about that in depth another time. But yeah. that's really good. Um. Then they all did some solo stuff. Well, actually, hang on. We got Tangerine Reef was 2018. Mm. That was a funny one because it's kind of more like it's kind of more like a live album, but yeah. I think it's like a studio album because they touched it up in the studio. Mm. So it's I've no real relationship with it. I think I've listened to it maybe three times. Don't remember any of the tracks. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those it's um kind of got like treated a bit like a studio album so it had like a fair amount of reviews and stuff and it was like yeah. i don't like you could tell how who was kind of in the know about it and who wasn't it was kind of some people were like animal collective depart from their um like bouncy electronic melodic side to do this and it's like yeah they they've kind of been doing this kind of stuff for a while this has just got a bit more of a release yeah 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 um but it's interesting it's an interesting part of their discography i suppose so it's not it doesn't hurt to give it a spin no it's quite and it's quite it's got a nice cover too but i put it on in the background and i was reading once i think that's nice that's one of the times i've listened to it <laughs> um and then a few little live albums and stuff mm-hmm. Then. Oh yeah, and in two thousand, that was two thousand eighteen. In two thousand nineteen, there was Panda and Av both had solo albums. Um, Deacon had a solo album around that kind of time as well. Mm-hmm. Then twenty twenty, it was lockdown. Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, I well, think some at some point around two thousand nineteen, early twenty twenty, I'd heard that they were working on a new album. Yes, they toured. Toured some stuff, toured some songs, didn't they? Yeah, they played some new songs, which I think if I went back and found out what, what new songs they were, they'd probably there'd be some from the new album. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and no, I was looking into this as like Prester John was one of the very early ones that they had, as well as Royal and Desire. Um, and I remember before this album come came out that there were like someone had like compiled live recordings of them, right? Yeah, I remember that, and I remember it's you, it really hard to actually get anything from those i find yeah i didn't yeah. even listen to them i didn't want any spoilies exactly yeah i like i'm like that too but 2020 lockdown times the first one 
we got a little release, didn't we? We got Bridge to Quiet. Quiet, which again, we'll probably go in depth on a different episode about maybe, yeah? Well, I thought we could do it today. We could do it today? Okay, fuck it, let's do it today. Uh, Bridge yeah. to Quiet, yeah. Um, that was cool. I think when it, did that come out again? It was, yeah, like spring 2020. Spring 2020, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it on my walks when um, I was living with my parents during the mm-hmm. first yeah 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 very pleasant very pleasant time yeah and i think it's um a nice little precursor to this new one because it's got a very similar sound yeah for sure for sure and you kind of it shows where they were at compared to painting with yeah how much the style had really developed over those four years yeah so let's give it a spin shall we yeah absolutely well okay so it's all very very i've missed the click of your mouse mikey uh you. <laughs> right, can you hear this? Raining cups. Yes, raining cups. Four songs long. This album, you say, right? Four, yeah, but they're such. Lo- they're all so long. Yeah, they are. Eight minutes, ten minutes, seven and a half, eleven minutes. And don't adjust your speakers, people. This is the sound of the music playing right now. Yeah, like thirty seconds in. I guess that's the closest it sounds to it. It's got kind of a gloomy vibe to it this summer. Yeah. Nice. Very nice though, yeah. Maybe you're singing in a very different way to usual as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, raining cup sounds like that. And the rain suddenly is gone again. That's the bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's got a nice little hook there. Um, it's uh, it's a good song. I like that one. It is, and they're all quite good, you know. Piggy nose is my favorite. Yeah. They've all got like these waving on the intros. Mm-hmm. Spoken 
There he comes in. Yeah, so you know, it's a bit funkier, but it's like really slow, it's really mellow compared to um, the last like what four albums, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was, I remember it being such like a interesting thing to come out at the time. I was like, they really haven't sounded like this in ages, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think this one is like a super damn one. Which one's this? That's the uh, passage. Oh, yes. I remember this one. A very nice song as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Hard to sum up in these little 30 second clips, but. And then, uh, yeah, the big 11 minute bridge to quiet which is my favorite yeah i like this one too you want to dance to Yeah, good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good EP. I would uh, I would recommend anyone who hasn't listened to it and likes Animal Collective, or if they don't like Animal Collective, I'll listen to it. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a very good place to start, but if you like... No, it, no. But if you're right. listening to this, why the fuck would you start now? <laughs> it's a weird, weird place to start. For both them and our podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, it's good. It's very good. I like that a lot. Um, and it get yeah, it got me through that first lockdown. I remember listening to that a lot. Yeah, and it was it was really good to feel kind of excited about them as a band again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For the first time um, in a while. Yeah, I'm not sure if can't. I mean, what should we put? Have you got the Wikipedia open, George? Of 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 um, time skips. I mean, any of it. Yeah, I've got the Timeskiffs Wikipedia open. That's good. I can't, I, can't yeah, I always come prepared. <laughs> I can't remember how Bridge to Quiet came about, but it must have been um, stuff they were working on from those sessions that I think I feel like there was part of it, like they all finished bits over lockdown or they were, Right. I don't know if it all was made over lockdown and put together in those few months, but... Um, um, yeah, I mean, I appreciate you trying to think whilst I'm looking through this Wikipedia page and finding nothing. As they waited, all four members worked remotely on Bridge to Quiet. Yeah, it was them just sort of experimenting like before they like doing stuff remotely. Mm. Um, which was, yeah, it got released in July. So that makes sense. Um, oh, did it? Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, basically they were going to they were going to go to the studio after that 2019 tour where they had some of those songs and they were playing the new ones. Then obviously lockdown hit 
So they pushed back the recording of Time Skiffs. And in the meantime, they did Bridge to Quiet as a sort of a test for recording a part. Excellent. Well. And that's the kind of interesting insight you get by listening to our podcast. Stuff that you could read on Wikipedia. (laughs) Yeah, we should stop, um, maybe stop uh, announcing our sources. Yeah, uh, you mean our source. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, well, you don't need to do it now because we've told you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is so you don't have to read the Wikipedia page. There's so many Wikipedia pages. If you were to read all of them, it would take up a lot of your time. You're right. And that's time you could be doing, you could be listening to this in. Exactly. And speaking of time, what comes next, Michael? Um, just check. Um, ah, yes. Speaking of time, what comes next? The Creestone uh soundtrack album oh fuck off (laughs) (laughs) crestone crestone cret cret i don't know i never watched the movie no me neither but i came out 2021 yeah Um, that was what what even was that movie about i don't even know (laughs) yeah i'm gonna um switch up and plug i'm gonna plug my laptop into the speakers Uh uh-huh that's all right just so i can hear it better yeah, absolutely. Um, Eight seconds. Do you want me to read the plot of Creestone in the meantime? If you want, who cares? In the desert of Creestone, Colorado. Oh, I bet someone's probably getting pain to hear me say Creestone when it's probably pronounced Crestone or something. I'm going to start again. In the desert of Crestone, Colorado, a group of SoundCloud rappers live in solitude, growing weed and making music for the internet. When an old friend arrives to make a movie, reality and fiction blur. To be honest, that sounds cringe as fuck. How's it sound for you, Mikey? Are you still talking or reading or what? No, I stopped talking. I asked you a question. Oh, I, I was plugging in my speakers. What oh, did you ask me? I said, "Did that does that sound cringe as fuck to you as well? The plot of this movie? Um, no, I think it sounds really good. Yeah, you like the idea of sound crowd rappers living in solitude, growing weed and making music for the internet? Certainly do. That's your bag, is it? Um, I like any film that is good. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, of the people I know who have seen it, the only person here is our friend uh, Ollie. Oh, right. That makes sense um so he's watches about movies he does okay. uh he was uh, famously on this podcast uh not the animal collective um strand but <laughs> one way to talk about movies um yeah. so yeah, go back and listen to that episode um you might uh, talk about crestone yeah even though i hadn't come out yet <laughs> <laughs> but you never know you never know um so after the fucking crestone soundtrack what came next um, mikey yeah, okay, time skiffs. Let's get to it. Time skiffs. So you remember hearing about this? Uh, when did they release the announced that it was called time skiffs? I can tell you exactly where I was. I was in Margate, Kent. Oh, yeah. And they I'll said, next up is our album, and it's called time skiffs. What? Who said that? 
um i don't know them with them in their press statement oh yeah there was a press statement i remember um being in a little record shop playing pool um oh, with my so girlfriend. Cool. oh yes. you're even cooler <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i won oh Probably. wow yeah it's really cool to beat your girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> um so uh yeah and then i came up and i got so excited and then i didn't listen so i think that was our last day we were going home that day and then i was like i'm gonna listen to that on the train on the way home mm-hmm. the new the new press to john um and it was great wasn't it good yeah it was great um i, I i've got i've just found on my phone the messages um and you on the 20th of october 2021 at uh 344 you messaged me saying have you heard <laughs> and i said that i stopped us meaning me and isa in the street just to make sure because i got like an email and i was like what the fuck is this and i stopped <laughs> and um yes so i mean i'll talk about what i said about presto john because that was the first single was it not um yeah it was um but yes yeah, so we just take take the uh the, the album uh track by track now do you want to get yeah. into it? Down yeah. and day with the boys? Let's do it. Let's get into um, Time Skiffs. Time Skiffs. So the first track on Time Skiffs is called Dragon Slayer. Yep. Which is slightly unfortunate because I don't like the name of that song. And I know that you disagree. I think it's a very cool name. <laughs> um, think about dragons. See, I don't really care for dragons. I'm famously uh, not a fantasy guy, you know? Um, yeah. So anytime I hear dragons, I get put off slightly. However, spoiler alert, this might be my favorite song on the album. So that's huge. It's pretty huge. Let's listen to it. Let's listen to it. As soon as I turn this on in a different game, I'm so happy, you know? Yep. It's a lovely little melody. A lovely melody. Um, I feel like they get all of the kind of time skiffy sounds are like there as soon as yep. it starts. Absolutely, absolutely. It's great. There's like the drums which is kind of bare on drums. That's very big part of the album. Yes. There's bass guitar. Uh, That's also present throughout the whole album, basically. And then it's just like vibes apart from that, you know? Yeah. It's like little weird little synths, little noises. As they have wanted to do. Yep. Okay, this is that's it. There we go. Oh, and that. Yep. Mm. Oh. 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 
man. What an opener. As per... As per <laughs> the album opener. Fucking incredible. You're not wrong. Um, this was one that I wasn't that bothered about. First few listens. Because um, it just sounded like, you know, an album opener. You know? I, I don't like that term. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, song. Um, okay. His album opener is always very exciting for me. It's my favorite part of any album is when it opens, you know? So, like, when I hear an album opener, especially like you're saying, one that sort of like encapsulates everything that is to come, I'm like, fuck yeah. And then when you listen to it again, you're like, yeah, this is the ultimate, like, you know, palette. You know, it just gives you like everything from the, from the get go. And yeah. this has everything I love about an Animal Collective song in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good it. energy. Yeah, good great. Energies. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Maybe that was just something that, that um, it just sits in the middle for me. There's doesn't have anything that really elevates it to be like one of the best ones. But um, it is one of the best ones. And it's I know that I like it because it's the one that I probably... Um, it's, it's one of the ones that I listen have listened to most since it mm-hmm. came out. Um, and like, I love Presser John, but I would never like start at the third song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's good. It's really good. You know what's really interesting? And this is to all those listeners out there. Me and Michael have not talked about this album basically at all since it's come out. It's pretty big. Yeah, whenever we've wanted to, we've always just been like, let's save it. <laughs> save it for the pod. Um, but it's crazy because yeah, I've not really talked to anyone about this album except Isa, and um, I don't think she really cares. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I don't it's very exciting. Sarah with it, so yeah, this is what yeah, this is an album I've like connected with most the in the past year. Really, this one nice. who as much, but this is yeah, and uh, it's very exciting for me to finally be living in a time where I'm listening to an animal collective album as it comes out kind of thing you know it is it's great um i think the only thing that's taken away from it for me is because i've really really loved that big thief album um and saw them as well around the time it came out right so and it it, it came out like a week after this so they were very much happening at the same time but um i've definitely i would definitely and I definitely know this inside out. Like I've not only given it a bit of a go. Like yeah, I definitely, yeah. and I love it. It's great. It's great. Yeah, it's um, really good. Track two. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, this is. Uh, uh, so I know this is something that I believe Panda Bear wrote because um, he is often misplacing his car keys. Is that true? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's very true. I definitely made it up. <laughs> it could be true. Okay. Well, this song's called Car Keys. Um, well, I will say, in this little bit, there's like... Um, I don't know why there's such a big gap between the end of Dragon Slayer and the beginning of Car Keys. What? There's like a silence? Well, I don't know if it is silence or just really quiet bits, but it really takes a while to get into Car Keys. Yeah, no, I do know what you mean. Okay, so let's hang on. There's this little weird intro no. bit. Yeah. 
I don't know, there's something about those 10 seconds that I'm like, what's going on here? You still hear that like clear sound and like, it's yeah, that very like, yeah, the drums are very much like hold this album together. Yeah, they do. For that um, sound. And yeah, it's something that I'm, it's, I think Panda has been doing a lot of the last few years. Like, you know, he plays drums on that Solange song, Bins? Yes. It's in that. It's in it is kind of the EP, EP he produced um, last year for that Portuguese artist. Yes. Um, yeah, it's definitely something he's been getting back into. Yeah, I love I love the drums in there. And it's nice. It really works with this whole sound. This is a song that took me a little while to get into it. Yeah, and I think yeah, same. It's not um, it's not one of my favorites. Yeah, not uh, yeah, quite happy with one of I think with with um, with Panda's songs, the it's I'm pretty easily won over with his like vocal melodies and stuff. Yeah, wait, pause it. I knew that as soon as I heard this, I was like, well, Michael will like this one. <laughs> Michael, but I, but I was gonna say, but it's not really like. Um, Walker, for example, which we'll get to, is the other big panda song, and yeah. that was I'm obsessed with. Yeah, um, yeah, that's so me. Um, but this is like it's not really hit me in the same way. Um, but I don't dislike it, and I like what it turns into. You know, it always takes me a while to start enjoying it, but when it, he starts, um, kind of interlocking melodies with AV and mm -hmm. I think it, it's good yeah for sure yeah I like that that's a nice chorus yeah yeah I think it's just the verses are just a bit kind of slow and minor key-ish. Yeah, I think the minor key is just a slight problem with it. But at the same time, it's fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. And then it's got like a nice ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's one that I've already come around to. Like the more I've listened to it, the more I've already gotten into it. And I don't skip it. I don't skip I, spoilers as well. I don't skip any of these actually. No, me neither. You don't have to. <laughs> Which is yeah. a lot for you know compared to something like Centipede Hurts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Um, I would say that there are mo moments of this where um, some of this, yeah, probably like three of these songs, I don't really care about. But there's something about the whole pace and the consistency of sound that they don't, they never like annoy me. Yeah, it's such a breezy album. There's only one yeah. song I could say could be like ever so slightly annoying. And we'll talk about that when we get to it. But um, other than that, like, yeah, it's just like a pleasant album to sit in. It's the, it's the album, like... album to listen to with your mum, you know? Like, probably wouldn't be that offended. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Um... I think um, there's enough like um, little 
sonic treats throughout it that keep you interested even when you're not that bothered about the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it flows really nicely into Presser John. Lead single. The lead single. Which is this gorgeous intro. And it's really, um, I think Pitchfork said this, summed this up really well in their review about how it kind of brings together the um, tangerine reefy type sounds um, and all of the kind of, um, you know, field recording stuff and yeah. little vibey synth stuff that like, I feel like avian geologists, they're kind of the two main guys for that. Yeah. Um, with, I think having Deakin back is a big part of the album as well. Mm, for sure. Um, he sings this first part with Panda, which is lovely. And I think he plays guitar and stuff mostly. Um, and you've got these nice, um, there's a lot of um, like uh, kind of blocking spearly type sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where they use the hurdy gurdy, well, right? I mean, yes, yes, the hurdy gurdy, which first made an appearance on Bridge to Quiet. That's that like piggy nose intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this. I remember first few times I listened to this, I was like, this is it. Yeah. I was again. I was surprised by how powerful it was when it came out as well. I was, you know. I didn't really know what to expect of anything, so as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, like, they're going for something that is, like, just proving how, like, they could be just a really controlled band, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You said, you mentioned briefly about how they're kind of, like, elder statesmen now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is them being, like, look, we can do this. Like, we, we can make this album that all of you are trying to make all the time, but make yeah. our own and do it much better than all of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, I bet so good. Yeah, the way it stops and starts a lot is nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but for me, I much prefer... So, Presser John and Strung With Everything, both, like, really long. They're both, like, six and a half to seven minutes. Yeah. Um, they're both in two parts, and I think I prefer the first part of both of them. Interesting. Um, but... Give it to the second half of Rest of John, it's still okay. Okay. Oh, here it is. I really love it when it jumps into the second part, I love it. I love this whole Yeah, part. I like it too. I don't dislike it, but... To be fair, the last minute of Prestige on as well is like... Outro. Yeah, it's true. Which I do appreciate. It was very interesting as a single to like have a song that has like a one minute outro. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is the bit that A.B. wrote. Right. Oh yeah, because they both wrote this song. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just think um, if somebody were to find this album a bit too slow and sloggy, this is kind of maybe the part that they this would like turn them off, you know? Early on. <laughs> yeah. After two reasonably short songs, I think maybe the next one would be the problem. Let's go to Strong With Everything. Okay. Um, so Strong With Everything. Yeah, this is the early uh, Gertie album. Okay. And I do like that it has this really long little outro bit. Yeah. And then it goes to a really long intro for Strong With Everything. Yeah. It's just like so chilled out with, in a way they haven't done, like, maybe ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was the third single. Yeah. Um, Very emotional one. Yeah, it was one of those ones that made me think of, you know, uh, upon first hearing it, I thought it was my favourite one, but like, uh, as it sat with me, like, I feel like it's borderline just too repetitive. <laughs> Um, yeah. Like it's yeah. a minute too long, um, but I do really love that it is recalling like, the sound of like, um, um, a big story, love... jam, shouty. Yeah. Also, very feelsy. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, these kind of like long songs, they haven't really, like long vibey songs, they haven't really done on an album since Eels. Yeah. And Strawberry yeah. Jam, so. Mm. These like slide guitars. And then when the, the kind of lead instrument slowly comes in, just like that. Yeah, it's already a big I like, I'm always, my ears are always perked up. I love it's gorgeous. The Um, who's doing vocals for this? This is AV and is it again Deacon on the backing? Uh, I don't know. I got my face, no more lacing urges. How many do we have? Kind of hard to tell. <laughs> Might be all three of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, and it has like a similar stru structure to Price of John, where it's like nice, upbeat, bouncy, first half. Very yeah, melodic. Apparently, um, Deacon is on all of the vocals on the second Really? Yeah. Which I think makes a difference to the previous album, right? Like, I can't 
Oh well, yeah, he wasn't even on um, painting bed. Yeah, cool. Yeah, he's a big part of this. Yeah, and then it has these weird little sections where it kind of stops and starts again. Yeah, this first time, I remember the first time we listened to this, I was like blown away. Yeah, yeah. I agree, they haven't really done anything like this. Oh, this is so nice as well. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. It's just very un it's kind of very them but also very not them. Yeah, yeah. Let's take ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the drum sounds so good as well on this one. Yeah. They're like loose. <laughs> Good, but that's but they, that's the only thing about this. It's not something that you really like to do, you know. Again, it's like it's not something that you would listen to over and over. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Strong with everything. It's, yeah, I think um, Walker, for example, I probably had that on repeat a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but this, once it's like once you get to the end of it, you're like, Phew, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's quite draining. Like, yeah. Quite draining. Like it's very long, yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Cool. Uh, then yeah. there's Walker, which is your highlight. Then, which is, yeah, which is what the second single. Second single, yeah. And. Yeah. Very Michael McEwen and I'll play it. Um, written as an OG Scott Walker, I believe. Yeah, which is cute. Yeah, very nice. And yeah, I just, I love all like, um, I love the little, you know, um, I love the little drums. Very light, like, singable. Nari poked her little head up right now. <laughs> she loves it. Yeah. Um, so good it could wake a sleeping cat. That's what the <laughs> review would say on the poster. Okay, yeah. Great song. Um, yeah, it's a great song. It's just one of those... I've... Um, 
I always I'm aware that like Panda really like speaks to me in a way that like basically no other artist does. Especially when he says, Hey Michael McEwen. Yeah, those those bits feel like very pointed in a way. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't really know why he does it. <laughs> this is just for you to know. It's like he's speaking to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um Yeah. It's like moments like this where I'm like I don't really know I can't really explain to someone why I like this as much as I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it when this music is like that. It's like I don't want to intellectualize it necessarily. I just want to be like this is the music that moves me. Yeah. Pretty fucking cool to be honest. Yeah, and I've just felt that way like the last few years, whenever he's released something, like after I've listened to it two or three times, I'm like I don't know why, but I just can't stop listening to it. <laughs> this has like an unspeakable quality. Yeah, it's just like playing the long game. Remember that one? Yeah, something like that. I'm like, first time you listen to it, I'm like, this is a bit weird. But I just couldn't stop. It's probably one of my... Listen to my two songs. It's like just a bunch of random stuff that he's done over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because we didn't even touch upon the specifics. Like, um... Uh, what was that panda release with um this is a fun outro as well like this yeah fun outro. what's the panda release with like sunset on it and stuff what was that called a day with the homies a day with the homies we'll do that <laughs> in, a, in the bear part too yeah yeah we've still <laughs> not done that <laughs> no, no. that's still to come yeah yeah that's a teaser for you all out there it's incredible yeah stuff that's panda. really we haven't talked about some of the yeah they're like best music <laughs> he's ever made yeah it's crazy um yeah and it's just the fact that he keeps going and still is making stuff um it's such uh it's just so nice to to know that i'm only two or three months away from a new panda song or something yeah absolutely in fact he didn't have a remix recently which i haven't got around to or he's no he's like featured on a song oh it's not very good it's not no but like, would even I think that? I think even you would think that. Well, okay, well, I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, you will be. Um, it sounds like Cherokee started. Oh yeah. So yeah, it was this, when I was listening to this early day, I was like, this is the point where I'm so on board with the album. This is like the centerpiece, you know? It's like uh, the equivalent of like Knights on um, Blonde. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 100%. Like yeah. the first four songs, I have likes and dislikes of all of them. Um, Walker, I just straight up love, and it's only like two and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, for the main bit at least, and it's got the outro. And then, by the time Cherokee comes in, I'm like, this is it. It's a, it's a journey, like a storytelling one. Kind of, uh, yeah, this is like, kind of, the only one that is lyrically interesting to me. Um, which I'll read out some bits of. Yeah, please do. Um, because... Um, um, because... Um, of their history of... Um, using... Let's pause this. Using signifiers of... Um, 
Native American culture and things like this. Um, seeing that a song was called Cherokee was like, huh, didn't they just like, didn't they just rename an album because of that? Why would they call a song Cherokee? Like, and then obviously yeah. in the lyrics of the song, it's obviously intentionally called Cherokee. And yeah, like saying, well. Michael, please take the lead here. Okay, so I haven't really done a proper deep dive, but I know the the general idea of the song is that it's, um, you know, there's the car, the Cherokee, which what like a Jeep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know much about cars, but um, Jeep. yeah, it's about um, you know, the the boys have very, tried to be very socially conscious, um, and. I think especially in the last few years um, when, yeah, and there was the whole thing around 2020 when everyone kind of paused and thought about a lot of stuff. They did some like, you know, they renamed some stuff, changed some artworks. Um, yeah, and there's that kind of balance of being interested in um, cultures and then appropriating them and learning what you should and shouldn't say. And all yeah, that. You probably walk that fine line. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, then this one is this song is about his kind of discovery about what it's like to be American and uh, live on this like stolen land or whatever. And the kind of the irony of driving around in a car called Cherokee, um, driving around deserts and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, any specific lyrics you want to read out there yeah this one's funny at the exxon they were confused if i was american and so i left offended with a pack of m&ms <laughs> <laughs> which is um it's very like when you hear pack of m&ms in an animal collective song it's a bit jarring oh my god especially when you hear fucking tom hanks in an m, &M. <laughs> yeah that was the other bit as well let me find that that's near the end is it Oh yeah, so there's that whole. First of all, this is such a good song. Um, yeah, it's got that really fun bouncy rhythm, and it's like super long. And there's that huge, um, there's that huge, uh, kind of drawn out melodies bit, mm -hmm. and then it gets back to the verses again, and then it's someone's at a grill top, and someone is Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> You just said Tom Hanks. <laughs> the first few times I heard it, I was like, I can't be saying Tom Hanks. And I looked up, I was like, wow, he said Tom Hanks. <laughs> Obviously, it is um, him commemorating the memory of Tom Hanks, who did sadly die of COVID um, in 2020. In March 2020. March he was one of the first to go. <laughs> we did all think that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still do. Um, you could do, I mean... This uh, I, it needs to have a proper read through to really get to the bottom of it. But um, yeah. yeah, you can get the idea from a couple lessons um, that he's just thinking about, kind of um, yeah, pop culture and uh, Americanisms and stuff. Which is a fascinating thing for an animal collective song to do when they're normally about what the fuck are they normally about to be honest like it's weird when they have a song when it feels like it's actually about something <laughs> yeah it is it is weird i think yeah that's part of um 
I think it's part it shows kind of part of their growth that they feel able to actually talk about like sing about stuff um where a lot of young artists feel overly confident to go straight into that yeah yeah it's true like the 1975 for example yeah exactly but these are you know these lads are in their 40s now yeah they've had the right um yeah i think it's um yeah it's one of those rare animal collector songs that um have good lyrics and a, a great tune yeah absolutely it's a great song and uh Yes. Uh, one of the best on the album. It's, uh, it's always something that has really long new Animal Collective song, you know? Yeah, it's really has been ages. That's um, one of the notable things about this one. Because even like Merryweather, they like kind of have a limit about six minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then since then, it's been like two, three, four, sometimes five. Yeah. But and yeah. the ones that are sometimes too long, but this one earns its eight minute runtime. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Doesn't feel like eight minutes. No, not at all. Um, super long, gorgeous outro. Yeah. Oh, that's been beautiful. Yeah. So I think Walker. And Cherokee is my album highlight. Right, right, right. Um, but I love everything before that to an extent. Then, yeah, the next two, I'm not really too bobbed about. Oh, okay, that's interesting because... Actually, no, we, I like We Go Back. Oh, okay, so that's what I was going to say. I do like, again, Passerby and Car Keys are probably the two weakest on the album for me, but yeah. I still really like them and I don't skip either of them. <laughs> yeah, same. So this is passerby. Yeah. Cool sounds. So obviously going to be hard to follow the eight minutes of Cherokee as well. It's something that's going to like yeah. your attention of mine. If this I mean, was... I feel like it would have been better if passerby and we go back for like switch. We're like what? We'll switch round. Yeah, maybe. Although it's quite energetic. Walker and Cherokee, so maybe they needed a slow one here. Yeah, I guess. But I like this. It kind of sounds almost like Christmassy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It's yeah, it's it's its own thing, which is nice. You know, because you know, on some something like painting with, there are a couple of songs that like kind of sound a bit too similar, and you're like, uh, it's all kind of blending. All of these songs are their own thing. Like none of them blend together really. Yeah, even though they all have a consistent sound, like yeah, like with uh, even though it's been six years since Painting With came out, there are some where um, if you read out the name to me, I would not be able to sing it to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not the case with this at all. No, not at all. And also, I feel like this song built for something nice as well, you know. Like, yeah, it's very similar to Karki's. Really, it's like. In the way that Karkis is pandered, kind of not doing exactly what I'd love him when he, what I love him doing. This is yeah. kind of A B on airplane mode kind of 
Great song. This is a great short tune. To the point. Got a nice video as well. Did you see the video when they released that? Yep. Great video. Interesting stuff with the vocals in this one as well. Yeah, they're like auto tune. Yeah, auto tune follow. Um, I thought this song had similar vibes, like in the way that it sits in the album, to um, "Lying in the Grass" from Painting With. Yeah, yeah. Like it's one of the. It's a little bit weirder. Yeah, um, it's definitely one of the weirder songs on the album. It's like one of the singles that I'm not that bothered about, but don't skip. This one does feel like more spiritually connected to something like painting. More what? More like spiritually connected to something like painting. Yeah. Or like more playful than the other tracks on this album, you know? Uh-huh. Like a borderline silliness. Yeah. I like where it is in the album as well, right near the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah, it just does that, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And three, minutes. three minutes and 23 seconds. Cool intro again. Yeah. Yeah, that's one way that they beat out these songs. Is that um, instead of having like three minutes of the same thing, they'll kind of put it into sections, have intros and outros. Yeah, I really like that. Me too. Um, and then it's the last song. Yeah, so it's only nine tracks on this album. We didn't even mention that yet. Um, and this is another very nice, pleasant song. It's gorgeous. Mm. Royal and Desire, whatever that means. Royal and Desire. Yeah. I think it was originally called Down, Down, Down. Oh, okay. Nice I can understand. This is all um Deacon Vokes. Yeah, he's on the, on the lead. Very rare and bold to do for like the last song on the album, I think. Yeah. Um and I feel like the ones where he's the lead I've not necessarily been that much of a fan of. Generally, but this is one of my favourites. Yeah, this feels like classic. 
the class. It is. <laughs> He does have a more traditional sounding vocal than like it. More like a pruning voice. Yeah. The guitars are so gorgeous. Warm, warm, warm. Anything else? Any other sections of it? Really? Um, gets bigger. Oh, yeah. And finishes really nice. Very feelsy outro. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's very much my shit, really. And then, so, Michael, what, what were your initial reactions after the first time you listened to it and then now, you know, as a, as a full album? Um, yeah, I, kind of the same, really. Um, uh, I think it's, like, their most grown-up, probably their most consistently pleasant. Um apart from maybe feels mm -hmm. I think it has. it's probably most in common with that album um it doesn't feel like i think it's what's nice about it it doesn't feel like they're trying to do like push their sound forward or anything mm. um like it feels like they're happy to kind of like they kind of know what they do best and they're happy to dip into previous sounds yeah 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 and um yeah, it's definitely their most complete sounding since um, Meriwether, I think. Quite a statement. Yeah, but it's banging. Yeah, it's banging. Don't really have a bad word to say about it. Yeah, what was your initial reaction? Yeah, I think very much the same. And it's just like all of the songs that I was a little lukewarm on have really, really grown on me. Especially mm -hmm. something like even Cherokee, like I did like the first time I heard it, but like now, you know, it's it's really up there. And also it's just I think the only thing really lacking from it is something that's just inevitable is that like I don't have any time or distance from it yet. So like I can't really like you know, something like Merriweather or whatever feels like iconic, you know? Yeah. I just don't think yeah. this will necessarily have um um the same iconic status you know yeah no but i think they're probably past making something like that yeah and i think you know you just need to accept that and accept that like the music it is what it is and like you shouldn't want music to sound like it's going to like define a moment you know <laughs> um, yeah and also i should correct myself it would be uh echoic not iconic it's iconic oh. visual what's that word echoic 
echoic i've never heard that before like, like echo echoic wow yeah pretty cool huh yeah you're very smart i'm very smart and i have a big brain yeah john's got big brain um but yeah uh i think yeah that's yeah like i said like i i think i have such a thing with like nostalgia and placing music in a specific time in my life that like yeah. come a year's time i will look back and be like oh that's what february through to april of 2022 was for me you know defined yeah. by an album and a couple other albums i've been listening to um but yeah um overall very good and i was very pleased with the outcome of everything after such yeah. a build up yeah for sure it feels rare that everyone's kind of on the same page about an yeah album. well yeah like it, it got really good critical reception for the most part really didn't it? i didn't see any bad reviews yeah. i think it definitely three stars uh it's fucking losers i know fucking lame <laughs> <laughs> um i don't i said the thing about this being released so early i know that everyone will have forgotten about it by the end of the year yeah like it's not going to touch their year-end lists yeah probably not and they are these days um but that's really... that's it that's fine isn't it and i think they're probably yeah. fine with that and people like but us who were so yeah. deep deep into them it's just yeah it's just lovely to still receive new music from them that is actually still like great <laughs> yeah that's my main hope really with animal collective is that they realize um like how beloved they are by a lot of people yeah because um yeah i think if they wanted to if they were still going to um achieve some sort of like critical or commercial success then um that would suck mm -hmm. but um i think yeah hopefully they'll just be one of those bands that just like flaming lips or something that just keeps going keeps touring forever and keeps releasing music every few years yeah 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 i'd be very happy with that <laughs> um yeah. what else have we not touched on about it cool album cover yeah cool cover i think um av and abby did that together yeah 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 it's a nice collage kind of thing partners she's um i've been following if anyone doesn't is <laughs> uh a big fan but isn't aware then uh yeah um av's sister uh abby is big part of their visual side and it's like currently touring with them and it's a great follow on instagram for content <laughs> absolutely um, yeah they look like they're having fun on tour they went on like a little uh trip to a zoo recently <laughs> which is cute and they, um they announced their uk dates yet yeah they have but not there's two um that are blurred out if anyone has any intel on this please tell us but there's the whole uk slash europe tour and then right in between like on each side of the uk dates there's um date there's like you know a date and everything but it's blurred out mm. and to me it very clearly says london uk <laughs> and brighton uk so the two we would go to yeah um yeah, that's what it looks like to me, but I could be wrong. It could be like, um, you know, there, well, there is a Bristol date. Um, 
but yeah i'm eagerly awaiting those announcements yeah for sure so very to see this live yeah we'll definitely do that and that would be i think like you were saying about it being this is what you listen to in february to april mm-hmm. i think seeing them live would be another like um part of that yeah i'd like to see a band i like live i mean we've got pavement later this year that's so, true i went to see, i went to see future islands recently and did you I yeah i don't really care for them that much anyway and the gig was fucking shit <laughs> hey oh that sucks yeah Does he still doing fun dancing and all that yes <laughs> Do we still have fun when it came out? Yeah. Um, there's, I don't know, all this shit's just so samey. And I found him very annoying. And the crowd <laughs> is awful. Like, they're just a bad crowd. Yeah, crowds suck. I'm sick of mm-hmm. Yeah. Although Dan Deacon opened for them. You know Dan Deacon? Yeah. Yeah, that was really fun. Cool. Uh, but yeah, should have left then. <laughs> okay. Uh, um cool i mean any any other closing thoughts michael before we do our little wrap up um i think so it's cool cool album yeah cool album um so as this is a throwback episode michael in many ways um do you happen to have a song you want to share with us on our i don't want to listen alone strand uh my uh playlist that i've not updated in a year (laughs) in a year i know obviously not a year I'm being hyperbolic, my friend. Because we've been doing it the last few episodes, some of them. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, but do you do you have any any tracks that you've been pounding recently or any albums you recommend or anything like that? Yeah, I'm having a look. Um, okay, separately, I'd like to recommend the album To Live and Die in Space and Time. Well, it's an EP. It's four songs. That's by Lynn Avery and Cole Pulis. It's ambient. Don't know anything about it, but it's nice. But okay, for my track, yeah, for my official track, oh, um, I've also been listening to lots of Neil Young. Oh, yeah, because you can. Because I can. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I shouldn't do that if he's not on Spotify. Yeah, don't do that. That would be unfair for my thing. <laughs> okay, well, uh, to listeners, I'd like to recommend the artist Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just Neil Young in general. Mm-hmm. After the gold rush, the early stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'd like to recommend this song that I can't pronounce by Harold Budd. It's the first track on the Pavilion of Dreams. And it's got a really long name. But that I'm also not going to put in the playlist because it's 18 and a half minutes. Oh, Bismillah, Bismillahi Ramani Rahim. Yeah, that's the one. That song downloaded, so I must know it for something. Oh, that's nice. I wonder why I have it downloaded. Interesting. It's a great song. But after all that, I'd like to finally get to my official <laughs> answer. <laughs> answer to the question, which is Donuts Mind If I Do by Chai. Okay. Very nice. Donuts Mind If I Do. That's cool. Um, for me, um, you know what I was listening to yesterday? was um they released um the made of ale sessions of broadcast songs and as you know i'm a big broadcast fan oh, so yeah. hearing some of these versions of these tracks i love so much was really uh really incredible the come on let's go which is one of my favorite broadcast songs the album this version on this on the made of ale sessions is really incredible but i also want to shout out 
one specific song. Hold on a minute. It, it, um, untitled, it's called. <laughs> untitled, great. Untitled in brackets, City in Progress was a good one. Um, so, yeah, I just recommend anyone who likes broadcast, listen to the Made of Owl sessions. It's, uh, quite in, it's quite interesting hearing not new music, but new versions of songs from a woman you know who's been dead for over 10 years, you know. Like, it's just interesting oh, yeah. hearing her voice do different things than you've heard. It's kind of like a weird time capsule to listen to. I was really moved by it yesterday when I was listening to it. Um, so, yeah, that's my deep pick. Any books, Mikey? You've been reading any bookies? Oh, God. You didn't take no. a book on holiday or anything? No, I took my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Read some articles on there or something. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't play games. Mm. Uh, this might be fun for listeners. My friend Charlie, he um, plays Mario Kart on his phone. Listen, yeah, you can get Mario Kart on the phone. Not, not a lot of people know about that. Not know that. He plays Mario Kart on the phone, and then he watches stuff on Netflix at the same time in the corner. Jesus Christ! What does he watch? So, uh, currently, Top Boy. Okay. He watched, um, you know that. That shit show that everyone was talking about for ages. Euphoria. Game of Thrones. Oh, Euphoria. Euphoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He watched that on the corner of his screen. <laughs> um, he likes to call it the height of modern living. Yeah, I was going to say, it feels very modern for him to do this all. Yeah, he's a bit of a weirdo. Um, I just think people might get a kick out of that, might want to do it themselves. I personally can't think of anything worse. No, that sounds fucking awful. But pretty funny, isn't it? Um, surely I've read a book. Um, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. No. No, no books. I have nothing to contribute. Fair enough. Well, maybe this spring you can you can uh, read a book. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I have been reading. Um. Hannibal, the third in the Hannibal Lecter series by Thomas Harris. Is that uh, the guy that eats people? Tis the very same. I didn't realize it was a book. You didn't know that? There's three. Well, there's there's more than three books. There's four books. But the original trilogy, Red Dragon, which was made into Manhunter back in 1986, and then also into Red Dragon in 2000 and whatever it was with Edward Norton. Um, and then the second book is Silence of the Lambs. So obviously, Science of the Lambs is famously, even though it's the oh. second book, it's its own movie. Like it's like it was the biggest hit, you know. Um, now the first one with Anthony Hopkins, and then Anthony Hopkins was also in Hannibal, which was the sequel to Science of the Lambs. Um, so it's the third in the book series, but the second in the series of Hannibal Lecter, Anthony Hopkins movies, and they also replaced um, what's her face. Who? No idea. The lesbian with the voice. Jodie no. Foster. They replaced Jodie Foster with Julianne Moore. Um, because I guess Jodie Foster didn't want to do it. Uh, directed by Ridley Scott. And then they made, like I mentioned before, Red Dragon, which is the first book, but the third movie in the Anthony Hopkins trilogy. And it's got Edward Norton playing Will Graham. 
that was like a different language to me. I didn't understand. And then okay. they made a TV series where Mads Mikkelsen plays Hannibal, but that is set before the book Red Dragon. So Mads Mikkelsen's Hannibal, where he eats people. Yeah. That's the same guy as Hannibal Lecter from Science of the Lambs. Yes. I didn't know that. That's the same character, and that is all set before even Red Dragon. Does he oh, wear a hockey mask? Say a hockey mask. Is he the guy that wears a hockey mask? Well, it's not a hockey mask. It's like a restraint mask. But yeah, he's the one who wears the restraint mask. I forgot to mention Hannibal Rising, which is the fourth book in the series, and also a film that they made as a standalone, which is a prequel about Hannibal be, you know, living as a teenager or whatever in Lithuania. That's where he's from, Hannibal. If you didn't know that, Lithuania. Is so that where Science of the Lambs is set? No, he's someone who grew up in Lithuania and moved to Europe and America and stuff. Uh, um, but yeah, Michael, you've never seen Silence of the Lambs? No, I've never seen any of that shit. No, you've got it. Silence of the Lambs fucking bangs. As does Manhunter. Uh, as you're someone who's never seen Silence of the Lambs, I feel like what you should do is watch Manhunter first. And have that be your first taste of the Hannibal Lecter things, you know? Is that a film? Yes, it's incredible. It's a Michael Mann movie, Manhunter 1986. It's fucking great. It's so cool. Michael Manhunter. Michael Manhunter, yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah. My Michael. Your name is Michael. Michael. I like it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you at least have that. And, um, yeah, so that's the book I'm reading at the moment. Okay, that was very long-winded and boring. Um, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, we'll be back soon, won't we, with something else? Yeah, we've got to do Panda Part 2, and then we've got to do a rundown of all of, our, all of the albums and EPs from all of them. I'm going to rank them all. You don't have to do it, but I'm going to do it. I probably gonna... won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll read my ranked version from worst to best. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. So fear not, people. There is plenty more collective animal content coming your way in the coming months. Yep. So don't sweat it. It'll be a lovely spring summer for you all listening to this podcast. Yeah. You know, we might talk about a movie at some point as well, you know? Yeah. Maybe we should, should we, you and I, do a film thing at some point? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah, let's pick a movie. Maybe you should watch Manhunter. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds unappealing to you. Um, when was it made? 1986. Yeah, I do like 80s films. Don't very I? 80s as well. It's got this great soundtrack by Tangerine Dream. It's The visuals are all very cool and like beaches and neon and shit like this. It's great. You'd love it. Okay. I watched Tangerine recently. That was good. Yeah, yeah. That bloke's got a new movie out, hasn't he? Yeah. Red Rocket. Did you yep. see that? No. Yeah, don't. Tangerine's much better. Yeah, Tangerine's um, good. It's funny. Yeah, Tangerine was good. Yeah, it was funny. I've seen it a couple of times. It's good. It's good. Um, and also just one film recommendation for all the people who are here for the film stuff. I watched um, uh, Larissa Shipitko's uh, The Ascent the other day. Um, okay. 1977. And it's the best film I've seen in a very long time. Um, wow. So, yeah, I mean that. So go watch that. Okay. Easy peasy.
Okay. Um, so as we say every time on our father's graves, um, can we finish it with a, do we have like a time skiffs related goodbye? Let me get the track listing up again. Mm. Um, animal. <laughs> so loudly typing. Animal collective. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Uh, may you slay your dragons with car keys alongside your friend, Presta John, who is strung with everything and he's walking along uh, ne in a, next to a Cherokee car. It sounds like one of those really bad um, spoof films. Oh, with the really long titles. Yeah. Well, I've not finished. Um, and I hope you see lots of passes by as you go back to, and you're listening to the song Royal and Desire, which is good. Eh. it's not bad i'll say that every episode from now on yeah i'm sure you will <laughs> see ya bye everyone <laughs>